Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome once again to Benignitas. I'm Maria Fernandez, and with me is Taft Founder. Hello, Taft. Hi, good afternoon. How is it going with everyone? How are you? I'm fine. Pretty excited for this week's topic. What about you? I'm pretty excited also. So what are we getting into exactly this afternoon? Um, I thought it would be pretty interesting and pretty important because as you remember, uh, the preview, on the previous episode, we talked about how uh, we have this um, moral code and ethics, but we violate that and we mm, disrespect some people and have sometimes uh, behaviors that can hurt people, right? Very and true, yeah. I thought it would be interesting to relate this to the uh, new outbreak of coronavirus. I assume you've heard of it, right? Yes, I have heard of the coronavirus um, just on a surface. I haven't really gone into much detail or have a proper understanding of what it is exactly. Well, that's, that's actually perfect because now we can share some facts that I've um, searched because I am no doctor, so obviously. Um, so I'm going to read some of the facts so we can get a broad idea of what uh, coronavirus and this outbreak actually is. All right? Okay, sounds great. So uh, first of all, we got to say that coronaviruses are um, a large family of viruses found in both animals and humans. Some infect people are known to cause illness uh, ranging from the common cold to more severe ones like the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome and Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome. So that's a start. Now, it's called um, a novel coronavirus, and that means that it's a new strain of coronavirus that has not been previously in, identified in humans, right? So this new or novel uh, coronavirus is called uh, 2019 NCOV because it um, happened in December 2019. Um, but this had not previously been detected before that outbreak in Wuhan, I think that's pronounced, in China. And other facts that we should state is um, that as with any other respiratory illnesses, infections with 2019 NCOV can cause mild symptoms including a runny nose, sore throat, cough, and fever. But it can be more severe for some persons and it can lead to pneumonia and breathing difficulties. More rarely, the disease can be fatal. Older people and people with pre-existing medical conditions, such as diabetes or, I don't know, heart disease, appear to be more um, vulnerable, vulnerable sorry, to become severely ill with um, this virus. Um, also important to state that coronaviruses are uh, zoonotic, meaning that they are transmitted between animals and people alike. So the animal source of this um, outbreak has not yet been identified, but this does not mean that you can catch it from any animal or even your pet. Some people think that you can get that from your dog or your cat, but that's not actually true for now that we know. 
um, it's more likely that an animal source from a leaf animal market in China was responsible for some of the uh, first reported in human infections because, as you know, um, China has tons of um, public markets with animals. So that's um, one of the main reasons that it supposedly is spread, right? Um, well, uh, as I was saying, this new coronavirus is a respiratory virus which spreads primarily through contact with uninfected person through respiratory um, droplets generated when a person, for example, coughs or sneezes, or through droplets of saliva or discharged from the nose. That's why many people wear um, face masks, and that's one of the best ways to protect yourself. So, yeah, this uh, coronavirus outbreak has already um, killed at least uh, 436 people in China. Um, yeah, more or less, and about two uh, outside of China. And has infected more than, I think it was, 2,000 global people globally, and it continues to spread beyond China. Um, there's uh, one person in Philippines, 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 <laughs> I don't know, that Philippines. has died. Yeah, the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> and also this uh, virus has been confirmed in more than 25 countries, I think it's 28 for now, because obviously this uh, data, it's updated um, for now, and we are, I think it's Tuesday 4th of January 2020. More so, that's gotta be stated. Um, yeah, and uh, 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 what else? Well, nevertheless, because this all sounds very scary, but uh, Sylvie Bryant, which is um, he's the worldwide director of infectious hazards management department, that's a weird name at the World Health Organization, uh, she confirmed that it's not um, a pandemic but an outbreak with multiple adverse effects. And that's a really important thing to study because people are really freaking out about this. And it's normal because it sounds dangerous, people have died, but uh, we fear what we don't know. And now that I've read about it, I'm completely, I feel completely safe, to be honest. I don't know about you. Um, I mean, especially now because you've given me a lot of facts um, good facts that are like simple for all to understand that is not too scientific why I'm like what does this word mean it's helped me really understand what it is exactly because I do know it's a respiratory issue and I have heard of a few things but you do hear a lot of things and sometimes people might add a bit or take a bit away out of that information because it's posted online on a social media page or something so I do appreciate getting facts from someone who's actually done the research like you've done. And it's insane because like you said, you felt safer after you've gotten the real facts and done the mm -hmm. research. And after you passed on this information to me now, I feel like it's just one more respiratory problem that has happened because of air pollution, because of lifestyle, because of environmental problems, because of virus spreading and people not being aware of how to cope with it and to deal with it. So yeah, thank you for sharing that information um, with me and just like letting us know about something that's pretty serious is becoming a pandemic. Yeah, I'm dated that because, um, well, here in Spain, I think we've had a few 
um, cases, but uh, they're like, I think it's two people from Germany in the Can Canary Islands. Um, they've uh, been, they are being treated and one of them was a negative, but then it's a positive now. So they are treating him and some people, even you in the States, And, and I think it was in, in Germany, in China, they're being treated and some people actually get better. We don't, have, we don't have a cure, we don't have a vaccine already, but uh, we're getting there. And this is a scientific race, as they say. So I'm hopeful, hopeful, sorry. Um, but yeah, there, in Spain, for example, we had, uh, well, we had people uh, that uh, went to China as tourists or whatever, and the government uh, got them back home. Um, they are in quarantine. I think that's how you say that in English. Yeah, uh, quarantine. Uh -huh. Yes, quarantine. Uh, thank you. But they, uh, the test turned out negative, and they're just rested and see what happens. But for now, everything's fine here. So it's more like the fear that uh, outbreak like this uh produces in the people because we don't know exactly what that is and we assume it's something like the plague for example and we get really scary and the reason that um, we wanted to, to talk about people about this to people about this it's not only because people have to know about this because it's a global um, emergency it's a, it's a global problem and everyone should actually know the facts like you say because once you know the facts You get more scared, less scared, whatever, but um, solid opinion on a topic, whatever topic that is. So it's important in cases like this that can be really dangerous when you do not know the information to actually know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously like, you know, they say ignorance is bliss when it's a situation that can end favorably for you. Um, when it comes to both outcomes. But if you have a situation where something's going on or a pandemic like that is going around and people don't even know what it is or simply how to contract it, like you mentioned, someone sneezing, coughing through like respiratory fluids and whatever, you can pass it on to someone. So now you know that this is not a matter of as soon as I touch someone's skin, I can get... Because that can be normal human action is I don't want to interact with a human being because this person might have this certain problem and you can't know until you know and you can't really know until you get help or you see guidance or you see a doctor if that's a situation at hand. Yeah, exactly. You need to know because that, for example, what you said about not being afraid of touching people, that can lead to very um, unfriendly, you'd say, uh, in good terms. Uh, situations and behaviors and that's the main thing the main reason that we wanted to talk about this topic today and that's because um, this outbreak happened in China right so some people are taking um, this outbreak as a um, racist thing you know some people are um, taking Chinese people guilty for something that they are not guilty for And some people are expressing r racist behaviors in, in all countries, actually, even here in Spain, because I've seen them to something.
they don't know about the about it because if they did know, they wouldn't act like that at all. And it's really sad to see people take something that affects us all and that can kill anyone without no matter the the race, the age, whatever, and we turn that against the people that are suffering the most, you know? Well, it's interesting you're saying that because you mentioning that people are treating a certain group of people differently because of something like that happening is really sad because like you mentioned, they would not have they would not be scared if they had the facts that you've just given us or they knew exactly how it worked and what it was. So somehow someone is afraid of something but then they refuse to get the proper information or do the proper research or even talk to your doctor. Every single person that lives in the West right now that you've mentioned can access some kind of medical information. If not even online, they can talk to a proper person. But if you don't know, then you're scared of something, then you're horrible to people. That is just like a vicious cycle of negativity, basically. And then that kind of like manner and habit gets passed on to other people around you because then it becomes... Once you see someone or once you hear something, you just think someone's coughing. Oh, my God, they must have this. And that's not true. Exactly. And it's really um, sad to see the facts, actually, not the actual facts about this outbreak. But, for example, um, a veteran uh, diplomat, Chinese veteran uh, diplomat, criticized uh, what he described as an overreaction by the American government in, for example, severely restricting travel to and from China. But also what's, I think it's more important more than that because it's um, understandable that a government um, gets down the um, travel to that country or for, from that country. It's normal. Lots of countries have done that and lots of airlines have cancelled planes to and from China. So that's um, understandable. But um, the American government decided to evacuate the American consulate in Wuhan, which is the city um, that the outbreak happened, when it was first detected. They didn't wait a single day more. They didn't wait to this many deaths. They just evacuated the um, consulate and that created a panic situation between the population. The population, obviously, you see the American government um, evacuating the American consulate from a city and you obviously feel scared. Yeah, it's so insanely discriminatory and wrong because in that sense, you're telling people that We're leaving the whole situation now. And that's not even diplomacy. Like you mentioned, a veteran Chinese diplomat saying this happened and it was extreme. But a reaction like a whole country deciding to evacuate its whole consulate from the day that the outbreak was mentioned, that's not even diplomacy itself because diplomacy is trying to figure out where and how a problem can be fixed. So maybe the right thing would have been get the facts like you mentioned or find out if the outbreak has spread Or, but because in a situation like that where someone evacuates so quickly, what if a person that was evacuated from that situation when it began, before quarantine happened, before doctors saw everyone, before people were cleared, because that's what should happen medically, is that someone might have 
the virus and they happen to be an American citizen. And then they happen to take that into the country and no one knows because why? As soon as the rumors started, people were evacuated. And maybe those people were not even quarantined themselves before they left the country. Or maybe they got quarantined when they landed, but also you might catch it and not get it instantaneously is whatever I'm, I'm, I think I'm understanding from the situation and how it spreads is you might actually have it for a few days and it's not detected. And then you're negative now. And then in two, three weeks, you have a positive test for it. If I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it works like almost any other respiratory illness. So yeah, but that's a pretty, a pretty great point that you, that you said about the, um, the whole not being a uh, diplomacy because they're giving, um, they first evacuated the consulate before offering help to the Chinese uh, government and the Chinese government uh, actually criticized that and now they are offering help but now they are doing that in December they evacuated the American consulate and now they are offering help yeah sadly enough And I mean, honestly, also just like the fact that there's so much going on in the world right now, climate change problems, people dying, migration, everything that's going on is stressful on the human body and human mind and human race and culture. But when we make it worse by reacting to something that is new now, on top of all the problems that we're facing in this generation, in this decade, something else has been added And as, instead of human heads to come together in the art of diplomacy, like we've mentioned, I've always mentioned, and I've always seen diplomacy as an art because it is many different things. There's, there are governments, there are like laws and how it works. And the reason that it, it exists is for peace and respect and justice and equality and all of that. But then many people know it by textbook definition when it comes to, I can sit down comfortably and whatever, talk about it. But when it comes to practicing diplomacy, That is what makes, I think, diplomacy the right of every human being because it's not a job that someone has only, but it's a way of life and art that we all practice as human beings, such as never forgetting to breathe because when you don't breathe, you're not alive anymore. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. I really like um, that you described diplomacy that sounds something very political and something that only a few people in the world do. And you describe it, Uh, as art and as uh, as something that everyone does every day everything every time you stop a fight you decide to walk away from a problem that you don't have to face or you decide to not engage with someone who's trying to engage with you in a negative sense that i believe is diplomacy because diplomacy is just peace and justice and equality and having them in a manner where it's a right for a human being as opposed to a privilege. Because yes, the ones that practice it and go through the art that actually become diplomats officially, government diplomats, they have to know many things and they have to go through many processes. And it is a privilege in the end that I guess is well earned, but also we need to remember that diplomacy was built by human beings for a reason. Diplomacy is not like a religion that has been existing for thousands and millions of years or whatnot. Diplomacy is situations happening over and over again and people realizing that if we don't sit down and put our differences aside everything that makes us different as a human beings from our race to our gender to our culture to even our passport ranking 
to our social status, to our education, to every single thing. When you take out all those layers, then that is a table of diplomacy because everyone is nothing else that mattered before this sitting, before this meeting, before this whatever matters now because there's this huge problem that affects us all. And hence, we need to find out how to solve this problem. This is just how, and I love the art of diplomacy, actually, as you know. <laughs> yeah, I actually do know that. But that can be linked to what we talked um, about last week, about that actually we are all the same, but we do not treat other people the same. We uh, get these um, tags, these uh, um, words onto people before even knowing them, and we judge them, and we assume that they do not have the right to do some things and that they have the obligation to do other things. And it's really sad to see people that, are, that live on the same planet treat their neighbors like that. Actually. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's insane because for me personally, I have an aunt. My uncle married a woman who's Chinese. My aunt, Joyce, is Chinese. And... I haven't spoken to her about this. Actually, I just haven't spoken to her because I know that they live in the U.S. and they don't live and work in China and all of that. But even though even though that's happening, I wonder what situation now I'm going to think of maybe talking to her. How has she felt now, people around her, even though she's been in the U.S. for almost, I don't know, 25 years, 30 years now. Her kids are American, all of that. But mm -hmm. um, I wonder how people might just change because they might ask a question, have you been in China for the past year or six months or something like that? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's such horrible human nature that because of who you are, a person who is Asian or Chinese or anyone who has been to be part of that affected area where it began, that just means your mere existence is a problem and a burden to so many people now who are not, and I call those uneducated people because they are educated in how you're supposed to act in public and how you're supposed to dress and work ethic and whatnot, but they're not educated enough to understand that there are ways to treat a human being like you mentioned. Yeah, and it's really, I just can't think, stop thinking about that because I don't know if you've heard about it, but there's the, uh, this uh, hashtag on Twitter called um, I am not a virus because well, for example, the head of business um, in the Chinese embassy in Spain, uh, which is called, who is called Zhao Fei, I think, has talked about how Chinese kids here in Spain are being referred to as coronaviruses. Oh, my God. N not their own names, but coronaviruses, kids. Oh, my God. Wow. Other kids are telling Chinese kids that they are coronaviruses, and I bet that they do not know what that is. That's something they learn from adults, people in their environment, exactly. because no child is born, raised or wired to be mm -hmm. that cruel, actually. That's such a cruel thing that a parent or a person, a friend, a family friend, a teacher, whoever it might have been, that must have been a person who has like, imprinted that on a child and then obviously goes to school and then that just spreads around and that becomes another problem. Yeah, exactly. Um, for example, my... Um... I myself have uh, two friends here that are Chinese and I've talked to them about it and they both have told me that they've had in the past few days experiences like, uh, for example, one of them 
told me that when he was walking down the street, people would cover up their faces or would walk um, away from them. Or people even told uh, this uh, Chinese friend that I have to go back to his country. I mean, he's adopted. His country is here in Spain. Oh, my God. Imagine how that what that does to a person's psychology yeah. and like mental state and mental health status also. Just thinking. So it's not even a matter of like this person has moved from China to Spain like five years ago to study or they just started integrating in Spain. He or she is Spanish in every single way because he was adopted. And I imagine maybe he or she was adopted at a young age. And now they're so Spanish that they don't maybe know what it means to even be a Chinese. Exactly. But the only thing that connects them to anything that is Chinese is how they look like. And then automatically they're connected to the coronavirus and maybe no one will even give them a chance to open his mouth or her mouth and say, I know Spanish. I am Spanish. My parents are Spanish. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And um, I have another friend and she's Chinese, but she came here to study. And she's studying with me, and it's devastating to see her so angry and so sad, and because people have told her awful things, and have I don't know maybe on the bus people would uh, not sit beside her because of this outbreak that happened in China, very wow. far away from Spain. Like people, what are you thinking to treat someone like they? I don't know that they're dangerous because some people that do look like them in other country very far away may have um, symptoms or the actual virus, but you do not know that people. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. I mean, discrimination happens to everyone. Some things you've mentioned have happened to me. Someone deciding they don't want to sit next to me because of the way I look or whatever it might be. And when there's a connection of something that's an actual global problem, like a, a pandemic or an epidemic of a virus, that makes it 10 times worse because then it's not even subtle anymore. It's not a matter of someone looking at you a way that you know you doesn't feel right or someone treating you differently out of everyone else around you in the same queue at a restu- restaurant, sorry, at a grocery store or anywhere. Because And you know it's directed to you, but it's not physical and like obvious to other people. But when you add a pandemic or a problem like this, then people just don't care anymore about the whole, oh, they know it's wrong to do it either way, but they will do it subtly. But then now it's like, oh, I have a huge reason now to be a horrible person because that's just who I am. Yeah, exactly. That uh, taking it as an ex- excuse to be racist. Yeah. And yeah. that should never be an excuse. And I really want to talk about this one fact that I found out and it broke my heart. And it's that, well, as other countries, Russia is working um, like uh, they are taking people, Russian people from China, right? And that's, as we said, understandable. But they're also working on a law, an actual law, that would allow them to deport foreigners and stateless people, in, even in Russia, that have infections that they consider to be dangerous to society. Like, for example, coronavirus. And that may be understandable, but, and hear me out, um, we are talking about a 16 illnesses list, which is approved by the cabinet of prime minister, and forgive me, Russian people, because I don't know how to talk Russian, so I may mispronounce this, 
Mikhail Miss Huston. I don't know, maybe. So that list includes um, illnesses like uh, tuberculosis, all right, anthrax, all right, bubonic plague, okay, cholera, mm -hmm. but get this, AIDS. AIDS, <laughs> people. An illness that's dangerous to society and that it's AIDS. Isn't it crazy? Like, it's, isn't it a huge excuse to be... To because be, that's what I'm yeah, getting. To be everything that you can be. I mean, at some point, it will just become something that's way beyond the superficial and it will become even more internal, the discrimination, because, yeah, whatever someone's saying can affect how someone sees themselves, how they think about themselves, what they do. And this just... And we're just causing problems on top of problems. I mean... I mean, if you, you talk about race, being racist, and then to a person because of where they're from and there's a virus outbreak, and then now it's become something that's someone's sexuality, and then before you know it, it's something else about how someone looks like or where they're from. And it's just a never-ending cycle of how do you consider yourself an educated person? How do you sleep at night? How do you live as a human being? What has happened to you in life that has been so horrible that has made you a person that treats people like that exactly like in cases like this which is an, a global emergency we should work together we should fight against this together but not between us and if someone that lives in a country uh, do have uh, does have sorry an illness you should treat them not set them back to that country that they came from because maybe they I don't know, maybe they run away from that country because um, it's in war or whatever, or they have a horrible situation over there and you're going to send them back because they do need help now. And you are treating like them like they do not deserve that help. Yeah. And as you said, you know, that's these, devastating. Yeah, you know, they say like the, the true character of a society is shown not by how it treats the rich and the privileged, but by how it treats the poor, the hungry, the sick, the disenfranchised, the people who get the most discrimination because of where they're from or how they look like, how that government decides to treat those people. So forget what the people, the citizens think, because some person might be some part of some group that's political or religious and they don't like those people automatically, but the government itself is supposed to exist as an entity to serve the people, to keep peace, to promote peace, not just within the country, but also with international people, because we're realizing now in the 21st century, we can't live with most, we can't live without most other countries around us because they have something we need. We have something they need. And that's also just something else with diplomacy. So it's just, it's sad. It's really just like, like you said, it's heartbreaking to be thinking that there are kids being called, like little kids in school being called coronavirus and something might have been imprinted very horrible and dark on them for a really long time. Yeah, that truly marks someone to be treated like that. So I, I think it's really important to state the facts, but also, and that's what I, I want to get into now, to talk about the um, Mythbusters and really tell people what it is true and what that's not true. So for example, um, yes, it is safe to receive packages from China because some people say that if you buy from AliExpress, you'll get coronavirus. 
And that's not true because from previous analysis, uh, we do know that, that coronaviruses do not survive long on objects, such as, for example, letters or packages. So people, you can still buy from AliExpress because, for example, now China is uh, suffering a lot in their economic system because everyone is flying away. They don't have tourists anymore now, obviously. So they really need that income. So it's, it is safe. Also, um, at present, there is no evidence that companion animals, pets, like dogs or cats or whatever, um, can be infected with this uh, new outbreak. So um, vaccines against pneumonia do not provide protection against this new uh, coronavirus because some people uh, think that maybe getting uh, something against pneumonia could protect it, but that's not the case and that's um, unnecessary for the human being if you, don't, you do not have pneumonia. So, um, Also, people of all ages can be infected by this new virus Older people um, and people with uh, pre-existing medical condition, as just as, as we said before, such as asthma, diabetes, heart disease, appear to be more um, vulnerable to becoming severely ill with this virus. And last but not least, no antibiotics do not work against viruses, only bacteria. Um, the nuclear virus um, is a virus, obviously, so therefore antibiotics should not be used as prevention or treatment. And as you've studied medicine, you do know that taking antibiotics with you don't need them, it's dangerous. Yeah, it's really bad for like how your cells, the little like things that make up your organs and everything else, your system, your whole body is made of cells, is that it destroys the shape, the structure of your cells and how they're supposed to function. So every cell that exists in your body is doing something to do something else in your body. So when you start taking antibiotics, what happens is that these functions are getting disrupted. And many people suffer from post-antibiotic um, treatment problems and side effects, dizziness, nausea. It might be problems. They might start growing something in their organs that is not healthy, I don't know, other things can happen to you while you're trying to treat something with an antibiotic. So unless it's highly recommended to take it, I would say stay away from antibiotics. And yeah, you cannot treat viral problems with antibiotics. At times, you actually make it worse. So you're actually saying that if for any illness, whatever, if you take an antibiotic, that may worsen the uh, scenario that you may have in, right? Exactly. So that's really important because, for example, here in Spain, when you go to the doctor, I don't know if you've seen them, but we have these uh, flyers that talk about this, not to give your, for example, your child antibiotics if uh, the child uh, doesn't need them, because it may be worse, because here in Spain, we used to do that a lot. We used to take antibiotics for almost anything. And before it was pretty common, but now it's... Um, way more controlled you'd say uh well for to finish uh we'd like to talk about some advice in case you're worried about maybe i don't know maybe you live uh near china maybe you've been uh to china in these few weeks i don't know so to protect yourself uh for example when visiting uh leaf animal markets avoid direct 
unprotected contact with uh, those animals and services in contact with those animals. Um, and if you eat meat or dairy, for example, the consumption of raw or uncooked animal products should be avoided. Raw meat, milk, and also animal organs uh, should be handled with care to avoid um, cross-contamination with uncooked foods and very good food safety practices. So be careful on that. And also it's important that everyone practice um, good respiratory hygiene, for example. And I think this should be applied to almost any day, no matter if you have an outbreak or not, or if you whatever, which is a, like sneeze or cough into a flex elbow or cover your with your hands, your mouth, then wash your hands or use a tissue and then uh, discard it on the trash, you know. Um, yeah, it's also very important for people to, uh, as I said, to wash their hands regularly with, uh, for example, alcohol-based hand rub. I have one and I always have it on, on me or, I don't know, soap and water. Yeah, I mean, you're so right. Uh, you're mentioning the disinfectant gel for the hands and I carry it with me wherever I go, especially when I work because you might be picking something up from the street that you've touched and you don't know because we don't see viruses, we don't see bacteria. I promise you, if we saw everything around us that existed as a virus and bacteria, I don't think the human mind would be as sane as it is right now because when you do it in microbiology, you learn everything on surfaces of your table, your house that just exists because that is there and this is what you eat on and this is where you cook and this is where you sleep and this is where you bathe yourself um and i think yeah and i use the gel also because i'm i'm obviously realizing is that i might walk into public transport maybe get something from touching a seat and then go and work with people sometimes maybe children you shouldn't be exchanging bacteria like that because maybe someone is too young and they don't they haven't developed that kind of immunity so yeah washing your hands after the bathroom and sneezing and coughing into uh, flexed elbow like you mentioned and if you do it into an, a hand then wash the hand before you touch something else or someone else these are just things that we should if we live like that we live a little healthier we don't pass on bacteria and viruses between each other in that sense yeah i completely agree something that um one should apply to everyday life because also it's kind of disgusting and maybe rude of someone to cough in your face so people be careful and please if i don't know if you're scared about this virus this outbreak please you're right to be scared uh educate yourself but please don't be hard on people that are asian because we should help them we should support them we should be um a network they should not be feeling alone in this because it's not their fault so please, if you do know someone uh, that's Chinese or um, Asian of any kind, please be extra kind to them. Especially now, because they're going to need it, because they're going to be receiving a lot of negativity from other people who are not educated. And this has nothing to do with school. It doesn't matter how to treat a human being has nothing to do with if you went to school or not, if you're educated in that sense or not. It's like a human interaction and a human rate and a human respect and i mean the fact that we have to even talk about you should not be treating those people especially because they already know what's going on because they've already heard it just like you and i but the fact that somehow they're caught in between something that has nothing to do with them that is also not their fault 
is just it makes everything worse because we're not focusing on trying to fix a problem the problem is growing bigger because we are forgetting human right and respect exactly and they are in in china they are working extra hard to reverse reverse this i mean they've built a hospital in 10 days Oh, I heard about that, actually. Can you imagine while building a whole hospital in 10 days just to have people quarantined and whatnot? That's insane. Efforts. That's yeah. great efforts. Exactly. So people are actually fighting against this. So we should be helping them and not making the situation more difficult for them, as you said. Very true. So people, I think that's everything for today's. Please be kind to Asian people. And as Dov said, even more kind today. It was a great pleasure to talk to you. And thank you for educating us about coronavirus and human respect and ethics and human ethics and human conduct and morals of conduct. Um, thank you for the enlightenment. And I hope everyone has a great evening. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>